everyone wants Jeff Bezos to eventually buy a team. He chose the other option. He bought Thursday. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. Produced by Brian Neal, musical producer Sam Brandt. We're going to get to a special guest today. I want to talk about Amazon and the future of television. It really struck me last week, as I talked about here, that this was the first effort into streaming for the NFL, the biggest sports property out there. And there's a lot to come. So I've got Andrew Marchand. The New York Post sports media columnist does a great newsletter and a podcast about all this stuff. So it's going to be Andrew and Andrew. But first, a rant. I want to give you a rant about yesterday in the NFL and the once and future and present, let's say it again, the past and present quarterback of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think this is so interesting because the 49ers were, and I believe still are, all in on Trey Lance. They traded not one, not two, but really three number one draft picks to draft Trey Lance a couple of years ago. They let him sit behind Garoppolo last year. It just seems like this is the future. This was his time. And as we all know now, unfortunately, yesterday he gets hurt. Season-ending injury, not career-threatening, it doesn't seem, but season-ending with a broken angle. So in walks Jimmy Garoppolo. And what's so interesting to me is he was available all offseason, six months. Anyone could have had him. We saw tr- quarterbacks get traded like Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. We saw quarterbacks move like Mitch Trubisky. Even Breaker Mayfield got traded. But no one went after Jimmy Garoppolo. So he was supposed to make $24 million. He had as much chance of making $24 million as you or I did. And, of course, they bring him down. So the deal he got, the base is really $6.5 million. There's another 500000 in per game roster bonuses, meaning as long as he's active and not hurt. So let's count that. Basically, he moved down from 24 to 7 million. But here's the incentives for people asking about how much can he make. So he can make 250,000 per game at 25%. So we figure if he's not injured, he's going to play 16 games at 25%. And that gives him $4 million, right? 250 times 16, $4 million. So now he's up from $7 million to $11 million. And then he gets 100000 per win in those games where he plays 25%. So let's say, for just an estimate, let's say they win 10 games, including yesterday. That's a million. So now he's up to $12 million. And then there are a lot of, lot of pro, uh, postseason uh, he gets an extra 500,000 with 50% snaps in a playoff game, an extra 500,000, 50% snaps in a championship game, extra 500,000, 50% snaps in the Super Bowl, and then an extra million if 50% snaps in winning the Super Bowl. So you can make a lot more. But what's interesting to me is that Jimmy Garoppolo has gone from a well paid backup, six and a half, seven million dollars to a really underpaid starter. It's just interesting that this has happened now. And you wonder what was the market out there for him when he came back to the 49ers? I think a lot of people, including myself, are surprised he went back to the 49ers. I just think they decided, you know, they're not going to trade him. Really wonder if there was a trade market, would he have been traded, and what was the, the financial value? So this is one of these interesting times in finances of a player that was going to be a backup and is now a starter, has incentives 
but they will probably get them to about 12 million and then we'll wait and see on the playoff stuff. So again, 49ers go from having a very, very well-paid backup to a very, very low-paid, reasonable, good-for-them starter in Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, let's get to a word from Harry's, one of my favorite brands. You know what time it is? There's a lot going on now. People are back to school. People are in weddings. You got to use Harry's. It's the smoothest shave. I use it all the time. It's high quality. It's convenient. I get the refills. The texture is good. The body wash smells really well, as well as the aftershave. And it's everything you need for a great shave. The value is incredible because you get a starter set for $3. You get refill blades as low as $2. It's all right to your door. You don't have to go to spend money on razors. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to waste money. And they're still offering a no-risk trial. So if you don't like your shave, just send it back. That's okay. So right now you can get the Harry starter set for just $3. Plus you get a free travel size body wash. The set includes a five blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and travel cover. $16 value for just $3. Visit harrys.com slash BOS. No matter how busy things get, stay fresh with Harry's. Again, get your starter set today. Get that free travel size body wash. Just go to harrys.com slash BOS, harrys.com slash BOS. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let me tell you about another sponsor. If you're into sort of playing the stocks, you'll love playing the stocks sports-wise. One company's revolutionizing that. It's Symbol. S-I-M-B-U-L-L, there's a stock market for sports. You trade pro and college teams like stocks. You earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Pro Football Focus calls them the perfect blend of sports and the stock market, offering a brand new way to invest in your favorite teams, profit off their success. Hey, I went in on the Eagles, and I'm recording this Monday, and I'm headed down to the game. So we'll see if they win tonight against the Vikings. It's a tough game, but they got a bunch of easy ones after this. So I like their chances. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting, combined it with the profitability of stock market. Give you a platform where fortune favors the fans. So download the Symbol mobile app for iOS. Search Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the app store. Use promo code BUSINESS, all caps. Receive a free team stock valued up to $150 once you sign up. That's code BUSINESS, all caps. Claim your free stock on the Symbol mobile app. Okay, without further ado, let's get to our special guest to talk sports media, to talk Amazon and their entry into the NFL and who knows beyond that. Andrew Marchand. Andrew, I cover the business of sports, but my business of sports is really sort of more teams and players and contracts and collective bargaining and leagues. But I'm always fascinated and try to venture in dip my toe in the water now and then about the business of sports media. You do a great job with that. I'm not just saying that because your first name <laughs> and, uh, and uh, your comrade, uh, John Oran has been on the program a few times and I want to get you on mainly because I saw you sort of retweet something I said, and I, I want to get into that. But anyway, 
welcome to the podcast and good to have you. And uh, I'm glad we're getting together because not only do we have the same names, but we're in the same business just a little bit on different sides of it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a bigger business than it ever has been. Again, I'm sort of phrasing it the business of sports media. But you're certainly aware of that. And before we get to sort of the mag- the gargantuan NFL deals, it really is a, a, a time of change with streaming in general, not just Amazon. And you're really kind of uh, what I, I guess I'm sort of getting at is, are we at kind of a, um, a real inflection point in sports media and broadcast deals and things like that? Yes, no. So I think there's kind of two parallel tracks going on. Like, look, let's look at the NFL, which, of course, you're so familiar with, and their contracts they just uh, completed and then start in earnest next year. They're 11-year deals, and the basic way that you watch the NFL is going to be the same into the 2030s uh, with CBS and Fox having the games Sunday afternoons, NBC Sunday night, and then ESPN slash ABC on Monday night football. The big change is Amazon's now on Thursday nights with their exclusive coverage. And that is historic and could be ground shifting towards the future. But, you know, you're not really going to watch the NFL differently. Sunday Ticket uh, is going to have a new deal soon, uh, most likely with Apple. Uh, so that will be different. But so so two things are going on at once. But streaming is, is definitely coming Cable is definitely diminishing, and so there is kind of worlds colliding in that regard. Cable is diminishing, and I saw you in your newsletter talk about ESPN going direct to consumer. That that seems to be something that may be coming as a reality. Yeah, I think so. I wrote a year ago that it's going to be five years or less, uh, and John Oran, my podcast partner, he kind of was on the other side, and now he's just switched. He thinks it's going to be in two years wow. uh, or less. Uh, look, I think the number, I kind of know the number is 50 million. Uh, when they get the 50 million, that's when they definitely will flip the switch. Do they do it sooner? I mean, that's possible. I mean, I don't think they have a definitive plan as of yet. You know, right now, basic cable is in 73 million homes. So that's how many people have ESPN. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, they're paying about $10 uh, a month. So that's $730 million. Um, but you take away uh, 23 million people, and now you're, you're down $230 million per month. How do you make that up? Uh, you know, you try to get people to have cut the cord or never had cable to get ESPN. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and then they're bundling things with Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, and so, uh, but that's where we're going, right? That's, it's going to be a combination. For the sports fan, it's going to be more expensive because you're, you're going to, you know, they're selling you a lot of this stuff twice. Yeah. Soccer, for example, NBC has it. If you want to watch all the games, you need USA Network. Then you also need their streaming service, Peacock. So uh, they're getting you. They're charging you twice, basically, for the same thing. Drill down a little bit on that ESPN number. And and full disclosure, I was with them for eight years. So ESPN is now at 73 million homes. Where was that? Pick a number. Two years ago, five years ago. I mean, at one point it was 100 million. You know, around that. So just think about how much money they're losing when you keep just dwindling down. I think they know they're not, at least in subscription, they're probably not going to make as much money domestically as they once did, right? So uh, ESPN is only available in the U.S., uh, you know, in terms of what we're talking about here. It's available all over the world with different entities. I think 
when you look at subscription and where real growth can happen is when you're selling to the world. Let's say there's 2 billion people. I don't know the latest number, right. but there's 2 billion people in the world. Then if you can reach all 2 billion, uh, then you can really have an amazing subscription business. And I know all people are like, nobody wants to buy this stuff. Yeah, you don't really, when you're talking about 2 billion people, you don't need to get, you know, I always say one in 10. When you're talking 2 billion you know, now you're talking one in 20, one in 50. And obviously there's countries that aren't as developed and, you know, yeah. isn't really in play. But, you know, that's kind of where things are going when you look at the Apples and the Amazons and what they potentially could do in terms of reaching not only the U.S. market, but world markets. And when you say the, the, the number is 50 million, so they're at 73 now to get down to 50, you're, I think you just projected maybe two years before that happens. Or, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, th those are things that I yeah. kind of am told from people. We had Michael Nathanson, who's one of the better media analysts uh, out there. He thought it's going to be 50, 60 million pretty soon. Uh, I mean, the indication I got, like my conjecture is um, informed conjecture. Like Disney hasn't decided, ESPN hasn't decided, but, you know, I did uh, talk to a bunch of people and I do think that internally they do believe that 50 million is where it's going to kind of level off at. Uh, because, you know, it's like, kind of like what you see with newspapers and basically everything. It's sort of that older crowd is going to be yeah. less likely to change. So the people, you know, people acting as if like cable's going to be, I don't think cable's going to be dead, right? I, I think, I mean, depending how long we live, will cable be around the rest of our lives? I think there's a pretty good chance it will be, but just in a different form, probably like similar to newspapers, like the by the New York Post, back when I started you know, late nineties, it was a quarter. Now, if you want to buy a single edition of the New York Post, it's two bucks. So, you know, there are people who will still buy it at that price. There's less of them. So you charge more because they want that, they want that um, product uh, and they'll spend more for it. And so that's how you make it sort of work. And so I think a similar thing will happen with cable TV. Let's get to the NFL. You talked about it. 11 year deals coming up and the 90% of those deals is just like we've always seen, right? As you just said, CBS on Sundays, Fox on Sundays, ESPN Monday nights, Sunday, uh, Sunday nights, NBC. So the difference is Amazon. And it, am I right to say this is the, that Kansas City uh, LA game the other night was the first NFL game ever not on cable or over the air television? Yes. Uh, I mean, they're young. Well, not, I mean, there are some games probably back in the day that weren't on TV at all. No, I mean, yeah, modern. Yeah, so modern, yes. You know, since like 19, probably 70s, uh, maybe late 60s. Yeah, this is this is the first, this was the biggest streaming event probably in history. The Super Bowl, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but I don't think the Super Bowl, you know, people did stream the Super Bowl, but they don't stream in the numbers that probably they're going to, when we get the numbers on Amazon uh, that we'll see for Thursday night football, because it's exclusive just to Thursday night. And obviously it was a real good game. Yeah. And we talk about it 11 years. That was the first game and it's going to be 11 years of this. And uh, as I joked, everyone wants Jeff Bezos, or at least a lot of NFL owners I'm, hear I'm hearing want Jeff Bezos to eventually buy a team. He chose the other option. He bought Thursday. Yeah. So, well, he could do both. I mean, do I don't both. know, right? I mean, there is that feeling that he wants to buy a team, you know, and his, he does. He owns the Washington Post. There's a team in Washington that's been under the microscope. Uh, you know, these teams don't come open often. Uh, he has the money, of course. If he wants it, he can pay whatever he needs to be uh, spent. Uh, but 
yeah, you could say, you know, this is also a way for him to kind of get in with the NFL because it is sort of, uh, you know, better than I do with the club. Yeah. And so you kind of, they have to be comfortable with you. Uh, and so uh, this helps them that regard. But I also think they think it makes business sense long-term. Um, you know, I wrote a long story about, you know, why they did it and, you know, you know what it means. Uh, and if you understand Amazon's business, you can see how this plays out for them. Uh, you know, is it, do they make billions of dollars? Like they do on a lot of other things. I don't know about that, but, but they, you know, does it make business sense? I think you could see the avenue that it does. Yeah. I want to drill down on that, Andrew, if I could. So a billion dollars a year, basically roughly ballpark for 11 years for 15 games a year. Now, again, it's prime memberships. It's a different model than this traditional network. So I, I tweeted out like I, it just seems first glance this, this is going to be great because the retention, the we haven't even thought about how much they could play off this with selling products and sponsorships and everything else. Is that when you talk about their business model and going forward, is that what you, the retention? Is that the big thing for you? I mean, it's, it's signups. Look, they got the Premier League in England and they, they don't have all the games. They have some of the games. And, you know, they told me that that was their biggest sign-up day that they ever had in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can imagine the other day, uh, a couple of things. Number one, uh, sign-ups. You know, that's, that's, that's big. Number for two, for Prime. Yeah, for Prime, for Prime membership. And then number two is, you know, there's a lot of people probably who have Prime membership, who get the free shipping, who didn't even realize they got Prime video. Right. And, you know, the, you just mentioned the word retention, I think is important because, you know, subscriptions getting more and more crowded every day, you know, and now there's choices and, you know, most analysts think that people will, in terms of video subscriptions, they'll support three or four. That's where they kind of the common uh, wisdom is about where this is going. So if you are Amazon and you're competing with Netflix and Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and you also can offer free, you know, you can get uh, Amazon Prime Video just like Netflix. It's $8.99 a month, so much cheaper. But then you, they want you to get both. And they have found that if you're on their service, looking at the video, watching their shows, that you spend more money and go more, you know, and get more stuff shipped to you. And that's what they want to be. And so, you know, you're constantly uh, in the fight for people to say, wait, let me look at my budget. Do I need Disney Plus? Am I watching Disney Plus? Am I watching Netflix? Should I cut that? And, you know, the, these things, if you can get somebody for a lifetime, yeah. paying $139 a year if you're Amazon, it's a lot of money per person. Uh, and then they're even giving you more money because of the, I always put this in quotes, free shipping. I just gave $139, but we call it free shipping. Uh, right. you know, it might be a good deal, but you it doesn't really, it's not really free shipping. Anyway, the uh, it's a pretty good business model. And so, you know, is a these numbers, you know, the, the one thing I've covered this, I think, pretty closely, and I think I, I try to know what I'm talking about. The numbers, you know, you don't get to see the exact books, right? If they actually add up, if this makes sense. But you could see how their business model, there's just a lot of ways that they can monetize it and 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 even justify it uh, as you go forward. Um, and I, I just think that I ask people this, you know, the ratings are going to come out this week. People, you know, depending on what they are, people say, oh, this isn't good, whatever. They're going to make all kinds of declarations probably. My question is, is after game one, if I ask you 11 years from now, Andrew, will there be another contract between the NFL and Amazon? And my answer would be yes. Of 
Yeah. So if your answer is yes, then okay, then it's a success, right? That there's another contract that this makes sense and that there's a business model going forward that's going to be continued. You know, what's interesting is you mentioned the ratings and people are going to pick at the numbers. Like to me, and and I'll ask you because you're an expert, for the next 11 years, do ratings even matter? I mean, I'm getting all these PRs from CBS and from Fox and I'm like, what? They're locked in for 11 years. So it may, yeah, it matters to the NFL because, as you know, they their egos are not yeah, small. They are, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, I I tend to agree with you. Like, I don't really like it. It matters for ad rates. Yeah, uh, it matters for the dominance that the NFL has in terms of uh, national televised sport as compared to the other top leagues. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like, what's you know, I don't know really what, and I I guess the the question is too. Now, look, the ratings likely they, they could dip as well. We this was a tremendous game they had the other night between sure. two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and two top teams who had nice opening weeks. Yeah. Exactly, good game. So you know, as we go into this, they're going to have some duds. Uh, and what will the numbers be for that when it's not as focused? You know, not not as big a focus. But to me, it's over time. Where do these numbers go? And and it's not really compare. Like people always want to compare it. Like last year, Fox NFL Network, they averaged around 15 million uh, per week. And like that's the comparison people make because it's like this is Amazon. It's you know, <laughs> Amazon's not Amazon in this field, right? It's not, it's not, right. it, you know what I mean? It's 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 the newcomer. And yes, it's a big service and they have a lot of money and all these things. It's gonna take time for people to adapt. Uh, and so, you know, over time, do I think that if we talk five years, seven years from now, will the ratings be more similar to what cable gets? Yeah, I think there's a very good chance of that happening. Um, you know, broadcast is, you know, is available everywhere. So that's the uh, uh, one that's, uh, you know, that's the best distribution method, at least so far. Two things personally. Number one, I am as big a technological Luddite as there is. <laughs> you know, and I know I read all these things about their people calling their kids to fix them up with but it, I could make it work and it was one touch and it was seamless. I know people yeah. have some problems with over around the country, but that was impressive. And the other thing is that you just mentioned the 139 a year. Maybe this is psychic, but are, are just psychological. I just felt better about my 139 a year. That's exactly 100. Knowing I got my Thursday night. A hundred percent. So that's, yeah, that's where you talk about retention. Like, like if you look at, in New York, all right, they have 21 Yankee games on Fridays, which, yeah. you know, at, you know, obviously that makes everyone mad when they find out on Friday. Those games traditionally were on free television, Channel 11 uh, here, Channel 9 over the years. And so uh, now you got to pay and you have to have prime. So people are going to be mad. But then when you do pay for it, right, there is a value that you get, especially yeah. you start using, if you get the whole, enchilada you start using the free shipping and look i i I understand like everyone like hates all big companies they're evil whatever i mean the amazon service at least for my family like they everyone loves it like there's a reason it's successful right yeah it's just it's very easy and seamless and it just shows up at your door and there's no like like i don't like going to a store anymore you know like i just don't like i need something i go you know sometimes you go to a store but but for the most part just boxes show up every day with stuff we need um and stuff we don't need as well. Uh, and so, uh, but yes, there's more value. So if you're in our area, all of a sudden you get the Yankee games on Friday. On Thursday, you're getting NFL. 
You know, they tried to get college football with the Big Ten. That didn't work out. But uh, you see where the value is, where the idea with subscription is to make it so you don't even consider not like for a lot of us, like the idea of not having ESPN is just not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have to have ESPN. Yeah. Now, again, a little bit different, but even for fans, there's a lot of fans. Out there. You know, a lot of people like to make a big deal about the cable bundle not working because a lot of people who pay for ESPN don't watch ESPN. OK, but the whole thing kind of makes it so that person who likes the family channel or the cooking channel who doesn't pay for ESPN. Well, that that one's really cheaper. You yeah. know what I mean? So like it kind of does work the whole bundle and there's value there. Um, and so but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Overall, it's like, yes, you're feeling like you're getting more value for your dollars. Speaking of not not getting good value, we've heard a lot of complaints, at least through social media over the past couple of weeks with direct TV and the Sunday ticket. And as everyone knows, this is the last and final year the NFL contractor with direct TV. They won't be there. And you just kind of hinted at the next partner for the NFL. This is the only area of media that's not yet sold is the is what i call a direct tv deal uh you think that will be apple and you think it'll be i don't know a two billion dollar price something like that yeah i think it's gonna be a couple billion i mean look all signs point to apple i but you know the thing is about apple and the nfl negotiating they both are kind of this is how it's going to get done in most of their negotiations. So they're both looking at each other like, wait, no, I'm the one who's supposed to tell you everything. And, <laughs> and so I, that's my guess why it's taking so long. I don't think it's happening soon. Like I think we're still weeks and weeks away, uh, but I think it will be Apple. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I don't think, you know, I don't know where we're going to, I, I, the indications I've gotten, I don't know if it's going to be so different in terms of like, can you just buy your own, you know, your, you like the Packers. Can you just buy Packer games? You know, the, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the price point's going to be that much mm. lower, but it should reach more people because, you know, obviously Apple can reach more people than DirecTV. Uh, and so uh, it should change. But the, the networks, they are protected from what I understand in these deals and understandably so because, you know, if it was five, if it just you get Apple TV Plus and you get Sunday ticket, nobody's going to watch uh CBS and Fox, if you can just watch whatever game you want. I'm not nobody, but but a lot of people won't. Uh, and so uh, so I think that the price point will still be the same, but it will be just they'll be able to reach more people. And then that's where also I talk about like the world. Like if if you could reach everybody and you're selling this package, uh, there's just a lot of people overseas who are interested in uh, in American football. And so uh, it just seems to me that there could be way more value. You know, they, they have things that you can buy now. I just think that's where you talk about the power of Apple to sell something. I think that could have uh, some real benefit yeah. to, to the NFL. Yeah, you mentioned the Packers. You see my helmet there. What's interesting is the past few years, well, ever since I left there and ever since I was there, they're always a good team. So I get enough national, no matter where I'm living or, stare, or visiting. But one day will come, <laughs> maybe the Jordan Love era, where uh, – where I will need that DirecTV slash Apple deal. Now, I know a lot of fans out there, they're not used to their team being on national television all the time. So that's an interesting sidelight to that. You know, that's 100%. Like, I'm a Steeler fan. Like, obviously, I watch, I gotta watch everything for my job in terms of what's going on. But yeah, I used to get, I used to have DirecTV. I don't have it anymore. And I used to get it because of that. And then I, kids were younger and you're watching, you know, you go to their soccer game, you know, and yeah. I, and I was covering the Yankees. And so that takes you through October. And all of a sudden I'm like, 
Yeah. And I'd call up, you know, they give you the deal for a hundred dollars, you know, they give you like a weight discount. So you keep direct TV. And then finally they didn't. I was like, forget I'm out of here at direct TV. And so, but the thing was the Steelers are generally good. They're generally on TV, national TV. And you know, these windows Yeah, five to seven times, they play the jets and giants a couple of times. You luck out a couple of times. And all of a sudden you're talking nine games and you also get red zone. You can catch a lot of the game. if You have red zone on. So yeah, it's like a, you know, it, that's going to be a question. I'll probably get it if Apple has it because I can probably expense it. But, but, uh, but it's uh, it's one of those where it's a close call because it's not like it's necessarily needed. It's like NFL Plus. Like I don't know, NFL just I don't know what that they, what they're selling there. I'm not sure that's doing too well. It's, it's just a bunch of stuff you don't really need, you know, unless you're like a coach or something who wants to look at that. <laughs> but like that's a, and it's it's also stuff that's available with other with other things that you might already have. So it's sort of a weird product. Moving on to other sports. I mean, I, I guess the, the deal that sort of bounced everyone the past month was the big 10 media deal. Very NFL like, right. It's going to have windows, noon window, late afternoon window, night windows with different networks. Uh, yeah. yeah. I guess, does any of this surprise you anymore? Just the, the amount the, 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 the number of networks involved, the, the professionalization of college sports? Well, a lot there in that question. But like yeah. the first thing I would say is that, you know, they, they basically already have this triple header thing going yeah. right? because the Big Ten's all over. There's a noon game. There's a 3.30 game. There's a nighttime game basically every week. It's just not on these channels. It will feel a little bigger when you go Fox, CBS, NBC. Those are your big three games uh, each week. And that will make it feel like an NFL deal. Uh, so that's number one. The amount of money, look, the live sports are the kings on TV. News is second. You know, watching Seinfeld or Friends, that's the thing of the past. We watch those things now. You know, young, you know, there's still people who watch. Again, older generation that's kind of aging out of this. But the younger generation does not say what's on CBS at 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Right. Nobody does. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say nobody, but I bet you, I mean, the numbers on people who are, you're watching CBS who are under 40, nine o'clock on a Tuesday must be ridiculously low. They stream. There's just a million different ways to watch these things. And even if they like the show, they wouldn't even probably watch it live there. They'd wait the next day and watch on Paramount Plus or something. So um, so sports is king. Football is number one uh, because of the nature of the sport and also the time commitment. You know, it's a three to three and a half hour time commitment and you know, if you have a significant other or friends, it's easy to ask for that. Other sports, you, you know, much larger time commitment in general uh, in terms of you want to watch every game. So it makes the games more important for both college and pro football. And so and then in terms of yeah, collegiate athletics, I mean, that's a larger discussion. I mean, yes, it's a, it's professional. Right? They're, they're not they're not. uh you know, you're talking billions of dollars. There's no way not to look at it as professionalization, how that money should be divvied up. I mean, that's not really for me to say how that should happen, but obviously there should be something. And now with NIL, there is, uh, but with these deals as well, like the players uh, make it happen in a lot of regards. I mean, it's the universities, but if you have a great player, it's worth a lot of money to university. So should that person get, should there be some value to, you know, number of things, including their names being sold on the back of the shirts. Yeah. You would think that the person, and there's no other field, at least that I know of um, where it's legally allowed, where you can just do that. Right. Only the only uh, athletics 
college athletics are just allowed to use labor and they have no, you know now again it's changing but yeah. for years and years they've had no way of like having any value on that they're just not it would be like you know can you work like this is there's an extreme example but we just want you to work at mcdonald's but we're not going to pay you right. right like it's like that would be like wait what how does this work well I, th- I think the thing i'm getting at is now we have these three networks locked in with the big 10 not that they're going to stay away from other but ESPN is not one of them, which I think is a major takeaway from that deal. Whether they just dropped out of the bidding or they're focusing their efforts on SEC or whatever it may be. But when ESPN is not part of a big college football deal, that's that's news, right? 100%. So that was 40 years of a relationship between the Big Ten and ESPN. Uh, so the fact that they're not involved is, is huge. I mean, look, Fox did a tremendous job. First off, they own part of the a majority of the Big Ten network. And so they were the driving force in these negotiations. And it's not that they didn't want ESPN. It's just that they were going to charge ESPN basically much more than what they're, uh, what they pay for the SEC, which is, you know, in terms of the quality of play is stronger at this time uh, in terms of national champions and, and that type of thing yeah. and, and, and strength of the depth of the teams in the, in the league. Uh, so it just didn't – not that that was the reason they didn't do it, but that doesn't add up. Then the way that they're divvying up how the games are chosen, Fox gets more number one picks each week, so you're going to get lesser games. Uh, and so uh, it just didn't make sense uh, in that regard for ESPN. And that will be interesting to see where that all goes uh, in the future. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to turn to a streamer. They're on broadcast, so they have great coverage. Uh, but – yeah, college football. I mean, th- this is changing. I, we're we're going to be talking about in five years. This is going to be a different sport. Yeah. This is changing and changing fast in terms of the conferences and in terms of where it's going. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's more of my other stuff talking about you know the professionalization of college sports. And I think that the NCAA will continue to govern ninety percent of college sports, but big time college football and basketball, it's it's going to be something else. It's not going to be pro. Yep. But I think it's going to be something else, whether in terms of governance and whether it's unionization and employees, we'll see. But it's heading there. Um, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, that, that, you can go to the next. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't really have that much to add there. I think in our final moments, Andrew, I just want to any other thoughts on where it's going? You mentioned um, we talked about Apple getting perhaps involved with DirecTV. They've already been doing some stuff, right, with the. Major League Baseball games on Fridays, they're dipping their toe in the water. Obviously, when you think about Apple, when you think about Google and Yahoo and, of course, Amazon, there has been thoughts that are they going to overtake the sort of over-the-air cable world? And uh, I don't think we're there yet, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's – yeah, I don't know if that's happening. Yeah. Um, There's two things here. Number one is – as at least now, and I, and I think it kind of looks like this going forward. Now, again, ten years from now, I'm not making any predictions. They can't reach people as well as broadcast reaches people, right? Broadcast is free; you can reach anybody. You don't need any subscriptions. If you know how to put bunny ears on your TV, you can just do it that way. You know, most of us don't, but that's how you can do it. Um, and that's a great system of delivery. That's probably better than all these other because even. Amazon, which I'm bullish on, and it sounds like you are as well, you're still limiting how many people can see it, right? right. Not everyone has, you know, Amazon Prime. 
um, you know, shipping. No, not everyone has Amazon, you know, shipping and all that. And there are people who are just not going to get it. They can't afford it, right? That's different, right? Then broadcast, again, free. Everyone can have Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC. Uh, so I don't think that's changing. If you want a game changer, it's what Apple is trying to do potentially down the road could be a game changer in that if they can be successful, the MLS deal is for $250 million minus production costs per year for the MLS. And then they're going to sell subscriptions. And if that model works with the MLS as a real success, then the other leagues are going to look at it and be like, why do we need the middleman? Mm. Why don't we just sell subscriptions through Apple? Now, it's not going to happen in the near term. And they, you know, it's a risk, right? Like, if you, anybody who does subscription knows it's a risk. Uh, and there's the deals that the NFL just made, for example, were for $110 billion. So if you're going to do a deal with Apple, you got to get more than $110 billion. That's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy lift. And you might just take the guaranteed money. But that's where you think about it, where uh, things could change. Because Apple's business model is different. Amazon's, yes, a subscription. You need their service. But they're just showing the game. They're not charging you again. Uh, for the games. And so, and, you know, the other thing we haven't talked about is the, you know, death of regional sports networks. Yeah. Very possibly could be happening. And that's where like an Apple or an ESPN plus or someone else, a streamer could come in and also the league could do that. I think the leagues could very well try to just go direct to consumer uh, with their regional sports networks and just skip the middleman. Uh, And so uh, that's where things are sort of, headed um but i still think we got some time before the world totally changes if it does at all well i'm just curious why do you think rsns will be extinct at some point well just the cable bundles going down right and you know people make the argument about espn that you know this person's paying for espn in terms of part of the cable bundle but they don't watch espn the rsns are like that to a greater degree right like the Yankees are the most watched regional sports network. Their games this year, they're up 22%. I have it on my phone, so these numbers aren't exactly correct, but they're about 400,000, 500,000 people watching. And that's a big number every night. That's a lot of people. Still, that doesn't support, you know, if you have basic cable, and let's say, again, these are are like made-up numbers in terms of their uh, imprint around the tri-state area who get, yes, let's say there's 8 million people who have cable. Right. You know, what I mean, like six to eight million people. Yeah. So five hundred thousand, that's, that's not that many. Then if you go to. So so that business, again, and that's a good business. So, yes, is not really the example. The example is more in Pittsburgh or Milwaukee or somewhere where the teams are struggling in smaller markets where they're getting, you know, again, these are not these are numbers I don't know for certain. Let's just say they're getting 30,000 people. Right. Then it's like, what's the business there? Especially if people are cutting the cord. So, yeah, read the. You know, Sinclair owns most of the, a lot of these regional sports networks. Most people think that they're eventually going to end up heading to bankruptcy. Uh, and so then it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to these sports rights for those teams. Uh, and, and then there's, so it's very complicated because it's just different arrangements, you know, like with revenue sharing, the NFL obviously is everyone's in the, puts yeah. all their money basically in the pot. You know, Yankees aren't going to take the same amount of local rights right. as the pirates. It's just, they, they, they shouldn't either. You know I mean? They make a lot more money. So why should they be splitting it up with the pirates and hurting the value of their franchise? And so it's going to be complicated. And that's why you see 
We saw it in Boston. Nesson's gone direct to consumer, $30 a month. Uh, you're going to see that here in New York with Yes and SNY who do the Yankees and Mets games. And so, uh, you know, that's where things are headed. But will that work is a, is a question that we really don't have the answer to as of yet. Yeah, the whole world's going to like a Peloton model. Right? Yeah, you know, you know, it's good. Well, that's the thing. And that's what we talked about getting full circle. <laughs> why, you know, you asked me, you know, about your tweet the other day is that Amazon um, is just trying to offer more for their service. Right. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very competitive, especially you start being asked to pay for an RS. You want to pay for the Yankee games. You know, you want to pay for, you like soccer. You got to pay for Peacock. It's like it adds up. And yeah. so you're going to win there. Well, I give you Thursday night football. I give you, um, Friday night Yankee games, and then I got uh, free shipping and yeah. you know, all the other things. It's like I said, I felt better about my subscription. Yeah. It's like Peloton. I'm a biker, but when it's nice out, like these days, I'm mostly outside. I'm not feeling too good about my Peloton. Yeah, 100%. But in December, January, February, I'm like, wow, I'm really getting good use out of this. This is really valuable. And that's also the thing with subscription, though. I don't know if Peloton, how that works. I don't have Peloton, but but you know, these subscriptions are easy to cancel. That's yeah. the thing about them. So like when they're, you need those long tails. That's like something like the premier league. There's value number one, because there's a lot of big soccer fans and that's the top least watched English language league in, in our country. Um, but it's also eight months. So for eight months, you're not going to cancel. And no. so when it has that long tail, you're, you know, but like, you know, if it's just a month here, a month there, or even a show like Netflix, you have Stranger Things. Okay, that's a big cultural phenomenon that you know, a lot of people want to watch. Okay, I'll turn on my Netflix, turn it off. So they're just getting $15. The key of the subscription is to get that $15 every month for the rest of your life. Right. That's interesting. And the NFL, so Amazon will be four months, I guess, for the NFL? Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, four months about. I mean, they start in September and in you know, early January. So Yeah. Yeah. But... But the idea for them is that you, you now once you start buying the stuff, then it's like okay, I'll stick with it. You know that yeah, you're like, seeing the free shipping add up. Yeah, exactly. You know, like they make their shipping money easily back. I think. And yeah. So it's uh, they're, they, I don't know. I'm sure they have a number in terms of what each customer is worth, but it, you know, it's also all about customer acquisition. Yeah. Right? And so if you can acquire more customers, especially when you have them for life potentially. That's a lot of money. Like, if you think about how much money you've spent on cable TV. Oh, my God. You know, like, if you think of however old you are, if you spend, let's just say, now it's more, but let's just say you've spent $100 a month, $1,200 a year. You know, if you're 50 years old or whatever, you've been paying it for 30 years. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting because, um, you know, we're talking about Amazon so new and how we're going to talk about it in, say, five years, which is still not even halfway through the deal. Yep. No, it's, it's going to be, oh, yeah, Amazon, of course. Like like just CBS, uh, ESPN, you know, Amazon. Yeah. 100%. Andrew, this has been great. Uh, I'm glad we got to talk about Amazon and a lot more. Appreciate all your insights and your expertise and your unique perspective on this. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Hey, hope you enjoyed that. Andrew and Andrew. We're, uh, I, I'm fascinated. I hope you are by the business of sports media. I'm a business of sports general expert, but it's great to talk to an expert like him. And the world of Amazon is something that is going to become part and parcel of sports media after we just saw the first game. I think that's going to be true as you listen to Andrew about Apple as well. Really interesting podcast. Now word from sponsor that I, I am definitely someone that has been a consumer a long time. It's AG1.
I started taking athletic greens because sometimes while I eat really healthy, I just don't get enough greens. Now I just plop it in some water, scoop every morning, and it tastes well. And I'm getting all these vitamins, minerals, whole, for, whole foods, source superfoods. I'm getting my probiotics, my adaptogens, all those things that sound good. They are good and good for you. So I'm really an AG1 user, have been, I don't know, 15 years Costs less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting all different supplements. It's an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And it's something that I just think you need because AG1 supports sleep better. It's better quality, better memory, all those things. And you don't need a multivitamin. You just take that. So to make it easy for you, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. That's so important, especially when the sun is out less coming up. And five free travel packs with your first free per- first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS for business of sports, BOS. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, AG1. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. If you're not getting the newsletter, please do andrew-brandt.com. If you want to hear me every day, videos and meetings every week, andrew-brandt.com slash SBL for the Sports Business League. Twitter, Andrew Brandt. Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2, where I do reels. And give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you would. A comment. Really appreciate that. And share with a friend. Thanks to producer Brian Neal, musical producer. Sam Brandt, my son, you hear his music below us. And I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.